0: This week on Erotic Awakening, authority transfer isn't funny, sex in the RV, and egg girl.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening. When? Right now.
0: <laughs> the Erotic Awakening Podcast is grateful to the support of all our Patreon community who receive free early access to the podcast as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters. Hi, Don. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Katie. Hi there. Hey. Guess who's back? <laughs> yes. Shady's well, uh, back. <laughs> back. As we. Well,
1: that's
0: yes, good. that's that's on the internet for the rest of your life now. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Ages you. The so we are still at our little RV retreat week. Well, uh, long week. Um, and we've been hanging out with Kevin and Katie and Katie, you came up with an interesting question that we thought we would discuss on the podcast tonight. And as I I was just telling Don, we're going to try and not do a interview per se, but just the four of us have a conversation. And the reason uh, that I thought that was a great idea is uh, a couple of days ago, you, the four of us recorded a conversation, which we're going to be releasing tomorrow or the next day. Uh, kind of an exclusive for our patrons, of the four of us just sitting around chatting about things like our favorite event, least favorite sexual positions.
1: I don't even remember.
2: Exhibitionist activity. Oh, that's right. I think
1: each of us ended up having a question that we had. Oh, Mm -hmm. title run. Yeah. So we had, yeah, yeah.
0: And as we record that conversation, we realize there's a lot of laughter, a lot of humor, and... That doesn't always seem to be the case with some of the power exchange or authority transfer couples we know. Um, so, Katie, that's the setup. Yes. What are we actually
3: talking about? So, that's uh, that's, it. that's it. We are talking about um, lightheartedness, levity, joy, uh, and humor. Silliness, even. Even silliness in... The this um, inegalitarian relationship style, some people think seem to think that it has to be quite formal and quite serious and, and pompous even. And I'd like to discuss how that it looks like in our life and what we think about that. Or,
1: or even how it looks like now, because at the beginning, Dan and I liked our high protocol. We spent a whole year being in high protocol and I loved it. And it always confused me when I saw people that were not pompous and 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 stuck up even. And was that
3: so what, I'm sorry, was that the year of no laughter then? And no joy? Pretty, um when we were around other power
1: exchange people, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. We didn't um even though Dan had put in the contract that he had the right to be silly, we still had that high protocol year and I can remember friends of ours and she would be so silly. When's it my turn? When's it my turn? at the stoplight. And um just just very, just very silly. And I always looked at him and I'm like, I don't think you're real mm. sort of thing. So, and it was only over time. Who do you guys know that's silly,
0: a silly leader in a power exchange relationship? You. Me. Yeah, the two of you.
2: But who else? Who else, though? There's got to be other people that are... Silly leaders. Um, and I might even going to go I a little... Actually, let's, let's not do names, but um, mm-hmm. there's a couple folks uh, just north of DeKalb where... Oh, a, he's very funny. He's a pretty silly, um, fu- funny, lighthearted guy. A lot of self-deprecating deprecating humor. humor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um,
3: very humble that way. Um, so, but they are uncommon, I would say. If, if, yeah. if, if we know 200, we maybe know seven that have a lightheartedness and a, and a real open joy. Oh, that might
2: even be high.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, oh. I'm actually completely sober. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, I can
1: remember being in this space, just even just up to a couple of years ago, where people had seen Dan in his leather and seen him with his cover and, you know, and all this type of stuff. One day, because we have a high protocol event... And then a couple of days later, he's skipping and singing about the dog. And, you know, and people will look at me and I'm like, don't look at me. It's in our contract. <laughs> <laughs> he made sure that was allowed a long time ago because he didn't want to change himself. So and for me being silly, it's just started to happen.
2: So was the year of high protocol then a year of inauthenticity?
1: I don't think so. You were, you were
2: hiding your silliness?
1: No, because look I've at never Dan been thinking. Silly. I've never been
2: silly. <laughs> yeah, well, easy for you. Well, maybe <laughs>
3: easy for me. Take the yeah. silly out of it. Okay, take the silly out of that question.
2: Light, lighthearted, and and goofy, and or fun. fun,
1: And see, and he could easily be that around the kids.
0: No, I think that's probably legit. I don't recall. I recall trying to hold myself to a, a standard, that I had thought. I uh, the appropriate standard for a leader in a power relationship to be, mm-hmm. you know, which is somewhat solemn, mm. you know, not necessarily stuck up or pompous, uh, but solemn, you mm-hmm. know, and responsible. That's right. the th- key, right? Right. You can't be a silly mofo and be responsible for another human being. Or so you thought. Or so I thought. And it does. There is, you know, I can saying it out loud. It does feel like a conflict. Conflict.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can say it like David. <laughs>
0: But there is some, I mean, it does feel a little unclamity that you can be (laughs) responsible for another human being's wealth and health. Actually, I meant health, but and wealth and well-being. Welfare. And welfare. There's a lot of W words I should have used, huh? (laughs) Um, Funny the podcast doesn't normally go like this. Uh, Of course, I could edit on this, but I digress. And still, you know that's a lot of responsibility. How are you supposed to fucking be all up lippity and happy and jumping around in your underwear
2: when you got all this burden of responsibility? Well, and see, the the word that comes to mind as you say that is what is it? Gravitas, mm-hmm. the the heaviness, the the seriousness, the the weightiness of owning another human being and being being ultimately responsible for the things in your shared life. Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really fit with, I'm going to be a ridiculous dork, right? Right. Um, and so I, I, I get that there seems to be a, a, a disconnect there.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, you guys have figured it out, right?
0: Right? Yeah.
2: Right? <laughs> so, I mean, the same to you then, did you
0: guys start off, did you, Kevin, start off beginning a new power exchange leader being the goofy fuck that you are now,
2: <laughs> easy there. Now, um, <laughs> um, I I think more serious and and again probably in public I tried to be less goofy, but I I I never had exposure to what it was supposed to look like, mm. um, so I didn't want to be ridiculous and have people you know feel like I was like. Not Not competent because I was so so silly, but I didn't know that there was this higher standard of of um yeah uh, Behavior. strictness and stoicism or whatever that, right. that I should have been aiming at so i i I never really went for a high protocol, but I probably reined in a little bit of silly.
3: I, and I think that, like when I when you say silly, it seems to me that's that's the extreme. Like okay. mm-hmm, You know, skipping about and wearing wearing bunny slippers and like farting out bubbles that people can pop with their nose or something like that at an event as a master seems a little bit that they're silly. Okay. Dan I may take that idea and run with it. I know, right? <laughs> but. What about the the lightheartedness and joy between the two of you? Is that, you know, that's what I'm saying. And that was present. And laughter and humor and all those things. Mm. Now, that
0: doesn't feel rare to me. You know, when I think of um, the variety of people, um, even specifically the people that joined us on our little AT club call that we had, right? (laughs) These are all people that. For the most part, seem to have a sense of joy, and it seems to come from their relationship, knowing they have found the right spot and they're authentic. Um, Master Cecil's a great example of somebody. He's not silly, he's not goofy, but he is a he's, jokester, and he's very. He seems he to be. He, he smiles, smiles so naturally. Mm-hmm. He seems and very, big laughs and yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah very happy with himself has a lot of joy in life, it seems like.
1: So my lack of joy and lack of knowing how to play, even with my kids, right, that had nothing to do with our power exchange relationship. That had to do with me. Now, once we got into a power exchange relationship, I think it actually became harder for a little while to find that play because I was like, I don't need to learn how to play with this. I can just go inside myself, be of service, you know, be the perfect, I guess, slave. I always strive for perfection and um, be the power slave, be be the whatever. And I feel like I excelled at it to a level. So I didn't have to learn how to play. And it's only, I'm trying to think, it's only when I started cultivating joy. And I don't think so. I think it was before that. All I know is recently in the RV, it's much easier. So to cultivate that joy and to just be silly. Uh, Hell, I've even gotten a little bratty and it goes right over Dan's head because he has no clue (laughs) that I'm even trying it because it's not something I've ever done before. And it's not really bratty. It's more silly. Okay. What about you? A- say oh, your CDM's you've, got, face. you've got a thing in your. <laughs> he has a follow-up. No, question. it's a,
0: it's a, it's a divergent that's. You know, what is the difference between a, being a brat and being a goofball? And that sounds like a whole other podcast. Yeah, it does. So I'm gonna swallow that back in. I'm gonna so, watch. <laughs> w-
2: what about you? What about early days versus now? What?
3: Um, I think that for me the joyfulness, the sense of humor is so intrinsically part of who I am and how I navigate, not just the really good times, but especially the bad times. I'm the person that cracks jokes when I'm in the emergency room. Because for God, me, I it, hate that. I know yeah. You, yeah, <laughs> that part would make Kevin. He's not ready to crack jokes when I'm in an emergency room. And I am used to being in those kind of crisis situations and trying to be lighthearted as part of, of getting through that. Um, so when I came into this relationship with you, if it had become this very serious, intense, interaction, somber. somber interaction, I would not have thrived. I would, have, I, that would have just completely drained out what, what I am. People say, oh, well, that's a Katie when somebody's being kind of joyful or, or witty or things like that. And I'm sounding egotistical no. But that's so much a part of my daily interactions and especially when times are hard. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like in the early years that was um, non existent. I think our way of interacting with humor and looking at you know, our failings and looking back and laughing at them and poking little holes in them and stuff is is a really, really healthy way that we navigate it. And the fact that you as a leader are humble enough and um, don't take yourself that seriously unless it's necessary um, is is very valuable to me. And a good street, man. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, he he sets up the lines and and I I deliver the punch. And you guys are like just the opposite of us,
1: right? Even in presenting. Oh yes. And that Katie is the silly one, the, the witty one. You know the the humor. Kevin delivers the academic the stuff, information. Yeah, even though I mean you both still do that, yeah, right? Back and, and forth. Yeah. But I know for for us, it's very much Dan is the comedian. Dan is the person on stage. I tell people, if you're in the back row, you're not safe. He will come find you, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't want whiplash, keep an eye on me. I stay up at the front, and I'll reel him back in (laughs) sort of thing, right? I'm I'm the one that... that... And over time, that's kind of starting to meld together a little bit. I have actually found my jokes that are actually funny, you know, that just pop into my head. That used to be very rare. And um, sometimes Dan gives the information... Or plays off of my... Sure. Or my uh,
3: whatever. I want to tell a little story. Um, when we would been to our... Uh, maybe fifth time we played in a dungeon. And um, after we were finished... People in the dungeon, whether they be tops and bottoms or in Master Slaves or whatever, tend to be very pretty firmly in their roles. Um, and Kevin and I had a scene. And by the end of the scene... My little kitten ears were off my head and my nice, lacy, totally transparent, um, sorry, sequence shirt was off my body. And we'd had our fun and we were doing our cleanup of our space. And Kevin put that sequence shirt on himself and the ears on his head. Mm -hmm. And the looks of absolute, like, confusion... And it was just fun and it was funny and it was, it was joyful. We just had a wonderful time and it was a silly thing to do. And, and he is secure enough. Like his penis didn't fall off. He didn't lose his master. (laughs) He didn't lose his master card, you know, is like, this is who we are. Right. And, and that to me was a beautiful moment of being completely authentic in front of everybody and saying, you know, this is, this is good. This is healthy. And, and fuck you if it's, you know, if it's hard for you to process or come talk to us, ask us the question. And,
0: and I'm mm-hmm. glad you mentioned that, because I wanted to ask you guys, because in sharing earlier, you'd mentioned you've gotten some, uh, your perception is that people respond negatively to that, that you are so joyful, that you have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. that, well, if you're a real piracy or authority transfer couple, you wouldn't allow such shenanigans. Yeah. I don't know that Dawn and I have ever gotten that response, but... Maybe because I'm the goofy one. Or because I because I'm so so um I don't know, maybe I'm so full of I don't give a fuck that they they people are talking about me all the time and I just don't know. Right? <laughs> um does I mean, does that kind of mute the happy does that ever lead you to think, you know, maybe we should tamper it down until we fit in?
2: You know Katie is Super, super fast and super, super smart. And that means that in normal conversations, she's run words around three different ways. And, you know, and so she's often saying stuff that is there to entertain her. And if, I, <laughs> if I'm lucky, I catch it. And then occasionally other folks catch it. And, and because kind of like the flash de- you know the superhero the flash uh-huh. dealing mm-hmm. with all the people around um she she's already had the conversation kind of and and so she's in the in the microseconds between everyone else getting to move saying other funny things right wow. so um,
3: <laughs> i think i'm flattered um
2: so that ends up being these blurted things in the middle of conversations and people are like what the fuck? Why is why is that in this conversation? Why isn't she managed better? Why why mm-hmm. can't you make her like stay on topic? We're we're trying to have this discussion and I think it's great because you know it it's her fun, it's my fun and I, I don't know. I have a hard time feeling like we need to stomp her down because other people can't keep up. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Um, and, and I don't think it's... Because I, I think it's entertaining, I don't know why I would fix it for their benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say, you know, that's that's the way I want her. Why why would I correct it? I, I can't figure it out. So, um, yeah, and, I don't... Go and, ahead. And
3: I would add that people often use humor... And have that kind of reaction because they are being disrespectful or hurtful or doing jokes at other people's expenses. And I really have a pretty strong guideline, except for that one time, Dan, (laughs) and I'm sorry. (laughs) We've all let that go, remember? I pretty much have a pretty strong line that that's not the way I try to have fun, Mm -hmm. is at somebody else's expense, and especially at disrespecting Kevin. So when people will say things to Kevin, like, why don't you get her in line? Why don't you get her? control Mm -hmm. of that and and things like that they just don't understand Mm -hmm. and and kevin's like yeah that i i designed her that way (laughs) you know kind of thing so i don't i think it actually highlights that we have something special Um, and that it's 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 maybe a little bit different but it's it's right for us when people say what and we're like yeah absolutely we've thought about this kind of thing and yeah. you guys seem very secure with the way
0: you interact, even oh, yeah. when it's really lighthearted and joyful. Uh, yesterday, we were sitting around, and, and um, you know, as much as we're, we're hanging out together for a week or two, we're friends, um, but we're all power exchange or authority transfer as well. And um, yesterday, Dawn leaned back, cocked her fist, and punched me right Holy in the crap. face. Holy crap! in front of everybody. Not a face. No, no, it no. was the leg. It
1: was the leg.
0: Okay, the leg, the, the face, leg. whatever. And I don't
1: remember why, and I really couldn't even look at you after that. It was just like, okay, it's That was thing. amazing. That was
0: amazing. If it wasn't so <laughs> damn funny, you know, I might have had to respond. But even then, it's it that's to me is an expression of the joyfulness of Don's current being. It doesn't feel disrespectful. It doesn't feel like it needs correction. And I certainly don't feel like I need to put on an air and punish her in front of you guys so you don't think that's what I literally get away with. Thank goodness. I um, I don't
1: even remember what it was for. He karate
3: chopped you, so you punched him. Oh. But he always karate chops me. I was
2: going to say, that that was only only number 2,054 this weekend, (laughs) right?
0: Apparently, every 2
2: million, I'm going to get smacked back is the
0: the way that works. Right?
1: so. So, I mean, you guys have gotten used to seeing him... Do that with me, the karate chops. Yeah. It actually offends other people, right? right. Okay. Because he does it silly. It's not like punishment. It's not whatever. It's like, hi hey, Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. many would you like?
3: Cartoon master.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the silliness.
3: I think that also um, having a sense of humor about past failings takes incredible strength of character. Hmm. Um, and to be able to look in the past and say, "Oh my God, that was a big fuck up," and I can't <laughs> believe, it. and then I did this, right. and then I did that. Oh my God, you know. And to, and to find again. the humor in those situations <laughs> means that um, you're humble about it. You can recognize it, and you've kind of moved beyond it being some great big ouchy um, situation yeah. into something you just like oh, that thing. Like when you say, well, "Remember when I was a kid and I did that stupid thing," kind of thing. And, um, when Kevin does that, I do have to do that all the time because I'm always doing stupid shit. But when Kevin takes, you know, past failings and then he will actually sometimes exaggerate them just Mm -hmm, to, just mm -hmm. to make them seem even worse than they were. And we, we have laughs with people in front of classes, whatever. I take that as him being, is pretty secure and confident in who he is and humble about his past mistakes. And, Mm -hmm. and how is that all not just great stuff?
2: So the the question is, I guess, and and you having done the the year of high protocol, um, is there a is there a benefit to tamping down that stuff publicly? If you are if if you're in a loving relationship, if you if you like your life, if you're if you are naturally a person who has joy and laughs at things, is there any benefit to being publicly more solemn and and stodgy?
1: I may be the only one at the table, but my answer is yes. When we do high protocol stuff and we bring that stuff in and kind of reel it in a little bit, we are very much in our roles and it's just kind of I mean we're in our roles now, but it's kind of casual. So when we take that time to be in high protocol and I'm not going to answer, okay, Dan, I'm going to answer, yes, sir, yes, master, yes, Bellum, whatever he's given me for the night. So I'm on my, my P's and Q's and tote and it just recharges that again. Maybe like when you guys do your power scenes. Mm, right? Yes. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, that totally puts you back, not back in space, but it kind of, Makes you very
3: mindful. Yeah. Like you're intensely focused.
1: And that's what I like. I like that mindfulness. I would, if I was in that mode right now, I could tell you exactly how much water's in his cup. Exact. I I would never have let you get the coffee unless it was because you were a hostess. You know, I would be just so taking care of everything. Whereas we're a little casual right now. So I know he'll tell me Mm. when
0: he wants me to do those things. So, yeah, it's very hyper-focused. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Donna. At first, my thought was no. Well, at first, my thought was yes, at a funeral. <laughs> and I actually questioned that. Is it authentic? I mean, there's an appro- there's appropriateness, yes, right? Absolutely. I'm not going to flash my boobs at somebody at a funeral. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to be joyless. I have boobs. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I like the, 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 the high protocol s- scene. Whether mm-hmm. it's an event weekend or just a short, a couple of hours for a meal, even event, a high protocol weekend, it's a scene mm-hmm. and you're putting yourself in that energy. No. And that energy doesn't lead me to taking a lot of humor from Don, nor giving oh, it. Oh, no. And it doesn't mean it's gone. It is much more subtle. It is much more appropriately aimed. Um, it is like you know where 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 Dan might be, eighty percent comedian and twenty percent leader. Um, Master Hank is the opposite, right? Yeah, Master awesome. Hank you know. <laughs> has a sense of humor, but it's dry and occasional, you know. And it's not the point. The point your point your purpose is not to entertain me. Your purpose is
1: service.
0: Service, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And I re- and for her to respond appropriately. Right. She, I can't, she can't come in, you know, carrying my chalice in the appropriate slavey manner and I'm standing on the table dancing. Right. Because it's not because it's not me, but it's not that time in that place. Yeah. I, you
3: make me think of people going to like a meditation retreat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the mind frame they end up there. And that's not a, inauthentic to them they have a focus they are having that experience and they're there for a certain yep.
2: purpose and so they might even speak more quietly or mm-hmm. or not talk about not the, the the news for the week or you know what, yep. whatever right. the thing is they they change yeah their where focus. their energy where mm-hmm. their focus is yeah so i guess the question then is when when you're at one of the big events And you see folks in that kind of grim, stoic, um, you know, I never laugh, I never smile kind of intense frame. um, I have often thought, wow, that seems like that would be a hard life to live. That would be... 24-7. 24-7. That would be a pretty grim existence. I want to smile and laugh and chortle and and feel more joy than that portrays.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And what you're, it sounds like what you're saying is that that's an unfair read. That is not a representation of who they really are. It is a representation of an aspect that they want to enhance, enhance for a short time.
0: Perhaps. On the flip side, I think that now, let me think about this. I've never thought this before, but a really solid leader-follower relationship allows both people to be more authentically who they are. Because they become more vulnerable, not only with each other, but with themselves. More self-accepting. Mm-hmm. So that could be who they are. Is that what That's you're saying? That's going to be our next book. That's going to be our next wow. book. Wow. Authentic to find your authentic self yeah. with authority transfer because five ninety nine a month will get you.
1: <laughs> no. Um, so just, uh, that was a I mercy laugh. To, that really <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I've had sorry. one of those, this My podcast too. I wasn't the yeah. one to see if that was it <laughs> or not. Um, so, but that second year, that's the year that I had those interventions I talked about. So that I've written about and talked about because I was so stoic around people and so quiet And so whatever, that people came and checked on me. I was in my happy place. That was our second year being together. The whole first year was building the foundation. The second year was being in that high protocol. And as someone that was working, I was working on my healing path at the time. I was doing all kinds of work. That was just my happy place. Um, I'm sure there was moments of joy through that if I thought about it hard enough. But I do remember a lot of just feeling safe mm. not having to deal with people i could stand behind dan wherever we went not have to be introduced not have to do hugs i didn't have to interact with people and that was where i needed to be at the time and like i said we've
3: shifted i mean yeah. it's been 20 years yeah. right so we've shifted over time do you have time for a quick little yeah please contrast story Kevin and I ran for um, international power exchange for two years. The first year we went down to be to the competition, the international level competition. Um, and we're, we're, judged whether or not we were worthy. We were very serious <laughs> about what we were bringing to the table. We were very serious about our presentations. We were very serious. Even our fantasy scene was very authentically. This is the way we play in a dungeon. This is our, um, our domination and submission that we do in our scenes and that was our uh, was our fantasy and our interview was very serious questions serious answers right. sorry am i going too long no no fine, no, no go ahead i'm just right so i don't and then the second time then we the next we didn't win that year the next year we went down and um, Kevin has spoken of this before that we went much more casually because nobody ran that year from our region so we ended up stepping in and saying we would run again and we went down and we thought we're just going to change it up we're going to really relax our fantasy scene, instead of showing authentically how we play, was instead that I was a human sex doll that Kevin kept on upgrading so he could actually get himself a decent blowjob. <laughs> and so we went through a wind-up doll, and then it became a marionette. A marionette, yeah. And then I became a, oh, first of all, I just didn't like a blow-up doll. at me. Doll. Yeah. Right. And then, then a marionette,
2: then a a wind-up doll. Then a
3: wind-up doll. And
2: then eventually like a cybernetic yeah. you know.
3: When he changed me, he started AI, adding his... NAI, yeah. right? And then I keep, once I was all cybernetic, then I could give him a decent blowjob. And everybody was laughing the whole time at that scene. And then when we walked into the judges for the interviews, you know how tense this can be. Mm-hmm. We walked into the judges for the interviews and one of the first judges asked a Kevin a outrageous question. And Kevin turned to that judge who he did not know and said, what the fuck, man? To the judge! And I'm like, you're not supposed to la- swear to judge, Kevin. And the other judges laugh, because here I am correcting Kevin, right? And then Kevin's like, that's an excellent question. I'm like, you're not supposed to compliment the judges, right? And so, and the whole interview from there, like, the judges became very lighthearted, and were still asking serious questions, but we're so ready to just relax and enjoy that and really see who we were. Mm-hmm. And they...
2: It, it's almost like we... Um- we allowed it to be a conversation and an exploration rather than an interview yes. by being, by being relaxed and humorous. Um, we didn't say, Hey, we're not taking this serious. We said, we, we'd like you to get to know us. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, like a vulnerability thing again. Right.
1: Yeah. So, well, with our, our title run, um, I was very much wanting to, um, you know, be the stoic, be the, the perfect example or what you see is perfect. And now that I've been a judge that there is no perfect, mm-hmm. right? You know, and all these things. And Dan's like, no, we're, we're not putting on that show. We're, we're going to be ourselves. We're, you know, whatever. And uh, well, the funny thing that happened with us. So with the power exchange title, which is what you guys went for, mm-hmm. you have a um, fantasy that you have to put together. Yes. Right? With the master slave title, which is what we ran for, you don't. Okay. But we didn't know that. And they wrote us and said, Hey, don't forget your fantasy. And I'm like, Dan, I was under the impression we didn't. Cause I don't do this. I, I, especially 10 years ago, did not want to be on stage and, you know, do the thing. And I'm, I'm like, Dan, they said we have to have a fantasy. I didn't think we were supposed to have a fantasy, but it looks like we're having a fantasy this year. So we finally figured something out. And then they wrote us, Oh no, no, no. Master slave couple does not have to do fantasy. Everybody else does. We're like, but we figured something out All that was really, really cool. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you can do it. And I'm like, so the only thing we ask is because we're running against someone else that won't have a fantasy. We want to do it after yeah. the books have closed for yeah, the fair. Non-scored. Yeah, right. fair. Non-scored, right? Yeah. And then that's what we did. We did it non-scored. And it was um, Lucy and Charlie Brown. And... Um, That got a lot of laughs in the crowd because Charlie Brown finally beat Lucy for pulling that damn football, and you can hear people in the crowd going, "It's about damn time," sort of thing. So
2: you know, we that was fun. The uh, I've I've got a silly story about our title run, which Mm -hmm. has maybe maybe this ends up cut. Um, (laughs) um, During our first um, speech or whatever during our title first title run where we didn't win, I said something about, oh, no, it was in the second one. I said something about, um. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, why? Because <laughs> I'm ahead. having a hard time getting it right.
3: Okay. So he, Kevin was making the point that it didn't matter what he wore, that he would could be a master, even if he was wearing a
2: a Deadpool onesie. A Deadpool
3: onesie. He would still be Deadpool, my master. Oh, a Deadpool onesie. onesie. And then we won, and one of the judges was in our class the next day after we had won, and she says, I want you to know that the entire judges panel expects you to do your step-down
2: speech in a, in a Deadpool, in a Deadpool <laughs> onesie. So we did our entire step-down speech with me wearing a suit and stuff, and right in the last... Forty-five seconds or something underneath yes. I, a suit, I, like I, a
1: three-piece suit. Maybe how we met at yep. the first yep. event. Okay, yes. I
2: turned and walked off stage while Katie looked at me confused and kind of finished the wind down and the thank yous and all that, and then I came back on. In my Deadpool one, Dead Wednesday.
3: he's like, he snaps and points at me and has me kneel before everybody, and they all bust out laughing, like Because we, he delivered what they had said. See, that's
1: fun. Yeah. And even the Charlie Brown and Lucy one, I'm I'm the one that came up with the idea, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do yeah, it. You were invested. Because, yes, I was invested because I was like, everything I can think of is devil and angel, teacher and student, blah blah blah. And then I'm just in. We've been told we weren't going to do it at that point or whatever. And I'm in the shower. No, it was right before they said that. I was in the shower, and Lucy and Charlie Brown popped into my head. That's awesome. Now, because Dan added music to it, and one of that is the Sunday football theme, <laughs> Anytime time I hear Dan get ready to watch football, and that comes <laughs> on,
0: it's like, oh, a spanking. Let's play.
1: <laughs> a spanking. Let's play.
0: Don, you know that sometimes I like to have sex. Um, yes. What? And sometimes I like the BDSM. Yes. <laughs> uh well we should teach Sexual BDSM at the Academy of Fetish Arts. I think we're going to. But where would I find out where this event, Cleveland, uh... or when this event, June, is? <laughs> we'll keep up with all
1: of our events, book news and discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening
0: newsletter. And you can get your E Awesome EA shout outs read this time by Kevin and Katie. Who with are... your big voice. What am I reading?
2: Here, show me. So, no. Kevin, I'll read one and you'll okay. read one. Like, am I doing states?
3: Yes. Yeah. So, name and state if
1: they give it.
2: Like, Jerica from Ohio.
3: Matthew from Ka.
2: Mandy or from Dan. Ohio.
3: <laughs> I'm Canadian. Give me a break. Michelle from Usa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For fuck's sake, Katie. Mo from Florida. Jane
3: from Oregon.
2: <laughs> Did I
3: say it right? Yes. yes. Okay. Are we still saying? Head over to eroticwaiting.com and subscribe today. Random k and K D and d talk, random. Hey, hey,
0: hey. <laughs> Switch to a new topic. Uh, head over to eroticwaiting.com and subscribe today and get your EA shout out. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast that uh, we did have a great conversation the other day talking about everything from sex to title runs that's going to be posted sometime soon. Look for a link for that. For our patrons. And Don, um, I'm actually going to just chop this question for next time as we are running out of time and we have to get to our fetishes. Indeed. So So, uh, you guys guys remember how this worked? (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. You should have taken a look at them while you had the screen. Too late. Pick a number. (laughs) One through four. Not counting. Who's going first?
2: Number three. There we go. Kevin.
0: Kevin, how do you feel? I already know how you feel about this, but we'll ask so everybody else finds out. (laughs) <laughs> mechanical sexual attraction to end or arousal by machines you know robots or other machines like a car a bike a plane
2: um i think the machine kink is like not cars and planes and stuff like that but i think um um artificial cybernetic girls are pretty hot i think like uh you know vibrators and sibians and um like alien mechanical porn where instead mm. of instead of tentacle porn right. it's cybernetic tentacle porn that's all cool. I like that.
3: <laughs> Better suction.
1: That is cool. That is cool. Katie, well, any interest a, a, anybody else liking mechanicals? And or doing being a robot?
3: I like being a robot. Um I like being a, like a toy like that and being played with, but um as far as I, I you're not you're not saying like uh, vibrators and stuff. Not necessarily, okay. no. No, this is more...
1: Yeah, the the uh, I give is
3: like right. bike yeah. right. robots. Like. Yeah. Getting kind... No, not. it doesn't do me. Not, yeah. Me neither. Me neither. So, Katie? Yes. One, two... <sighs> <laughs> Poor
2: Kevin. Poor Kevin? Yeah, because I was the the sole, the sole pervert in that's, that round.
3: That's okay. Other people will have their
1: turn. But, I mean, if it said, like, fucking machines and stuff, I mean, I would think that would that be part people, of it yeah some yeah. people find
3: cars very erotic
1: i can remember coming across a comic book archie and jughead and it was a it was what? A, what? <laughs> it was a porn based archie and jughead kind of like my uh beauty and the beast one um johnny jackhammer if you're listening and you know about this jughead and archie comic i would love to see it but anyway one of the characters i don't remember which one's which was fucking the tailpipe of a car
3: he would want to come cool down. And, you know,
1: so it's, it's just all comedy. Some people, that is a total turn-on, right?
0: Is it for you? Not for me.
3: All right. Number two.
0: Masochism. Mm, oh. Oh, masochism. You know, good old pain, punishment, torture. Masochist. Are you a masochist? Do you dig it? Do you masturbate about being a masochist? Sorry with me.
3: Um, <laughs> I am not much into pain. Pain, and I wouldn't even call it pain. Intense sensation of... Uh, such as caning or flogging and things like that are, do not tend to get me hot and bothered and and uh, um, aroused. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would, but I want to add to that. There is masochism that is like mental masochism, mm-hmm. like when Kevin does like a little bit of humiliation play or objectification of me. That is a kind of masochistic place to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, and that yeah. that
3: I I will come all over. I, I will yeah. say for
0: this. Particular question we're talking about the physical aspects Okay, and so nobody at this table enjoys masochists. Uh, Let's I, move on. I, I, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, Sorry, Kevin, did you want to reveal
1: something? <laughs> so no, um, I, I actually consider myself a masochist, but I will not label myself that way anymore. I tried to um, when I was trying to find a play partner years ago. I decided to list myself as a masochist. And um, that will get your shins whipped with a single tail. That'll get all those painful, painful places fucked. You've got to be in there. Yeah. So I, I did not like that. I like Too much. Too much. I like, I like impact play. I like flogging. I like all that stuff. But I like it when it's ramped up and it's part of a power exchange scene, not just pain for pain. Hmm. So...
2: All right, then. You have left number one and number four. Who are you asking? It's so hard to be in charge. <laughs> Dan, number one or number four? Uh, what, One. Mashalagnia. One. Why did... This is why See you handed to... What is that, doctor? Mashalagnia. <laughs> Mashalagnia. <laughs>
1: one of those words
2: <laughs> Mash- Mashalagnia.
3: that's
1: pretty close a fetish
2: mm-hmm. dedicated to armpits including kissing licking smelling
0: of this kink may also
2: include <laughs> inserting penises into armpits
0: absolutely not i mean uh, uh, hey i ain't yucking on your yum i've never had a deep naughty fantasy and had an armpit part of it um, end of story yeah, just not do nothing. Have fine. you
1: ever have you ever licked close to an armpit where they've put deodorant on? It's kinda like oh, you gotta prepare for this situation. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: can't. I, I don't have no children's
2: <laughs> De- <deodorant's laughs> it, it
1: dried all up.
2: <laughs> how about you, kitty?
3: Um I don't mind when you smell like when you smell a little mm. bit sweaty and manly and stuff like that. Okay, that is I that do is how no, that. that's
2: that's not um, the question now, right?
3: What? No, it is.
2: Kissing, licking, smelling. How I do you say out. it's not smelling? Because it's my podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, but I've got the computer. Oh, and I'm the question answer asker, and it includes... I, does not change my answer. Kevin. Did you finish?
3: Yes, it did. I said you did.
2: Well, it's good, Don, so now, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't have thought so, but over the last year or so, occasionally we get to bed and Katie hasn't put on deodorant and mid snack sex. I'm snuggling into her boobs and stuff. And I, I end up with my nose in her armpit and I'm like, Holy fuck. That's all of a sudden really fucking baby. I, I mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it taps into some primal thing and makes zero sense to me. And I would a year ago have said, well, nope, Right, not not a deal for me. So
1: it's not like you look up porn about it, but no. if it's
2: Katie, it's but, yeah, but I yeah, have, yeah, I, get I, get that. I have a handful of times ended up, you know,
3: food in my guts full <laughs> 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 That's what happens.,
2: um, so I get number four <laughs> and I, I can imagine <laughs> yeah, that's probably sufficient. <laughs> um, so dawn? Yes. Medical play. Role play involving medical scenarios, medical implements, scalpels, needles, speculums, and or medical uniforms. Medical play often involves an examination of one person by the doctor.
1: Man, Tell I'd like... Tell, <laughs> Tell me where it I'd hurts. Tell
2: me where it hurts. I'd like
1: to say... Why do I even want to say, nah, that's not a thing? But you know what? That's hot.
3: Is it better now? <laughs> better
1: now. Feet in stirrups. Not that I like to be at an OBGYN with my feet in stirrups, but... If it was part of a scene? Oh, absolutely. I've played with someone that did electrical play. And he put on his rubber apron and he was the mad doctor and, you know, put me in the stirrups and it's all electrical. And oh, that was phenomenal. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How come you didn't tell me about this? You were all busy with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair.
0: So, do you yeah. like medical play? Yeah. Doesn't that for me. I... Uh...
2: No, I don't think so. I, I
3: love being examined and explored like I'm some kind mm-hmm. of thing that needs... Maybe yeah, but that's that, part of it. But that's yeah. more
2: like objectification. You, you could be a horse, okay. and I and I could I could run my... Like, I love running my fingers along your gums and in your mouth. Yeah. And that's more like a horse exam okay. than a doctor exam, okay. maybe. Okay.
0: Done. He's taking back the... The, <laughs> the power. So... Uh, Let's save everything else for next time, Dawn, as we have a uh, A sex kink conversation to have in just a couple minutes. Before we get out of here, though, we have to mention that uh, Bassanos sent me an egg girl.
1: That was really cool. It was like, um, I don't know. Can you explain it, Kevin? Was it poached eggs? It looked like really nice poached eggs that hadn't gotten golden at all.
2: Perfectly poached eggs, yeah.
1: And they kind of like clipped it. it from a picture of a plate of food. And put it as boobs on or, a character or something,
2: or, or they took the Vice boobs versa. off the character. I think it was the other and, way around. And oh, inserted you think it, it on the plate, it of eggs plate of food to, to, it just, to show how perfectly yeah, That was. you took this right. and put some
3: bacon around it.
0: <laughs> <patron>? <laughs> Let me just fix that camera. <laughs> That's our next patron.
3: And then
1: Sasquatch um, linked me to a tentacle flogger, so you kind of know, like, oh, the, that- the tentacle fingers. But they're hard plastic. These were actually like rubber tentacles, like those tentacle fingers that, that uh, caps that people send me. And so and they had made a flogger out of it. So with little suction cups. I that saw
0: shit. that you responded, gee, my birthday is coming up. And the dude doesn't <laughs> sell them. He just made it for someone. He just his made it for someone, deal. yeah, yeah. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on up Podcasts, podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. <laughs> just tell your friends, don't sing!
1: <laughs> uh, that is so <laughs> not me.
3: <laughs> uh, uh. <That> is awesome. <laughs> Take it we, away, You Don. just
1: stop like I don't know what to do with this <laughs> feel free to reach out to us we love interacting with you
0: contact us with questions podcast comments or just to say hi you can
1: find us as Dan and Dawn at the Twitter and FetLife and
0: we are erotic awakening on Instagram
1: use the links from the erotic awakening website for Facebook and discord or, and you don't have to be a patron to be on discord but that is where we have a lot of conversation
0: or just email <laughs> us at, at bye, dan and Dawn at erotic hi
1: Dan bye bye you? bye
3: It's fun Alright, so we have...